This is Floss Weekly. I'm Doc Searles. This week, Aaron Newcomb and I revisit recording Discord sessions with Craig. We had a, a developer on last time named Yaweasel. He was really interesting. And this guy, these guys, two of them, have taken over for Yaweasel. And they're really, really good. They're really smart. They're young and wise way beyond their years. And we go into all kinds of stuff on this one. It's a really interesting show, and that is coming up next. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Floss Weekly, episode 689, recorded Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Record Discord with Craig. This episode of Floss Weekly is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Finally, you can enjoy getting an IT education with IT Pro TV. Visit itpro.tv/twit for an additional 30% off all consumer subscriptions for the lifetime of your active subscription when you use the code TWIT30 at checkout. And by Compiler, an original podcast from Red Hat discussing tech topics, big, small, and strange. Listen to Compiler on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello again, everybody, everywhere you are at whatever time you're listening or watching in the world. I am Doc Searles, and this is Floss Weekly, joined this week by Aaron Newcomb, who I think is in a normal place, which is the past. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) He lives in the past. I live in the past. His Nintendo 64 shirt there back when... Does that still matter? Nintendo 64? I'm not a a gamer, so I don't even know. People still make games for it, so it was a great platform, actually. Yeah, yeah. How much how much time do you put into games? I know how much time um, you put as, into Not as much as I like. Stuff, yeah, that's the thing is that that takes up so much time uh, on my channel fixing stuff up that I don't have time to just sit down and and play. So it's kind of kind of yeah. sad. But a, a lot of times after I finish up a video, if I especially if I get a system working, um, after I press stop right on the recorder, then I'll just sit down and just chill for a while and play something. So. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I used to play all the time, like decades ago. You know, I'm, I'm still, yep. I'm still stuck in the. You know, my when my kids were teens, it was then. You know, um, uh, Commodore stuff and and especially Atari. You know, yeah. so on the TV, Space Invaders, Kaboom, that stuff. That's yeah, I, exactly. I was okay at that. It was the end of it. Then I just go outside and, sh- and shoot hoops. In in reality, because that I was I was better at that. <laughs> so so um, uh, so the, our 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 topic today is Craig. Are you familiar with this? I am not. This is the first I've heard of it, uh, but it sounds really cool. So I'm I'm anxious to to talk about it and learn more about it. Yeah, I, I am too. And I we're already a few minutes into the show, so I want to get get jumping on it. Um, our, our guests today are the two current developers of Craig, which is um, uh, the voice channel recording bot for Discord, and it does multi-track recording. So it's a cool thing. We had um, a prior developer on this named Yaweasel, um, and uh, and like Yaweasel, um, these two guys are avatars. <laughs> so so even though we have a, a visual show here. They are, they, they are, for those of you who are, won't make any difference for those who are listening, those of you who are watching, you will not see their actual bodies, but their virtual ones. There they are. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's Snazza and Cool Guy, and Cool Guy is also known as Ralph, which I think is his, what we used to call his real name. You know, like we all have real names <laughs> as well. Hi, guys. So it's, it, tell, first, t- tell, I'll, I'll just take, take you one at a time, so... Um, you know, you can tell us as much as you're willing to about yourselves. So, Snazzy, you go first. Or at least tell us where you are and a little bit about yourself or whatever you're willing to reveal. Okay, so I've, I'm 19. I'm mainly just uh, full-stack development. I do, like, websites. But ever since, like, 2016, I've started making Discord bots and developing that. Uh, I also live in Texas, so I'm... 
getting a, a lot of a lot of heat recently. Yeah, but that's mainly <laughs> about <laughs> that's mainly about it. Uh, I've been toying around with Discord bots for a good amount of time, so taking on the project was pretty good for me. And I think on your avatar there it says hello. I am Snazza, S N A Z Z A H, and then there there's yes. a a couple of angle brackets with a, a, a hash to it, which I that's means that's the, the um, word. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the uh, the badge for verified bot developer, which this uh, Discord gave out for oh a, about a month into a verified program they did. Okay, and so you actually already drawing that. You already have a battle ribbon um, on your <laughs> uniform. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. I mean, I, I I've always thought there should be civilian battle ribbons, like married twice but still living in a trailer, that kind of thing. <laughs> Whatever it might be, you know, sober like now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, real real world badges, you know, stop three times for speeding. Whatever it might be, real life <laughs> so, achievements. So, so cool guy. You mentioned you were up somewhere in geographically. Where where are you, and what what are you about? So I'm uh, I'm located up in Northeast Ohio, and uh, mm. like I mentioned, it's actually we've had some beautiful days recently for anybody that's around that area. Um, and uh, I'm 25. I've uh, I've got a bachelor in computer information systems, and I'm I, Craig is one of my side projects that I that I do. Um, I'm a full-time systems administrator in the manufacturing industry, and on top of that, I also run my own company. So I've got uh, a lot of uh, uh, stakes in the fire, as most as some people say. <laughs> well, it's, it's speaking of Northeast Ohio, so I, first I'm in Bloomington, Indiana, which is not too far away, one state, maybe two and a half hours. Uh, but my youngest son, who's also 25, went to Kenyon College in Knox County and kind of toward Northeast Ohio. So there's a, a connection there, I suppose. Um, so, um, and, and I was looking at your, so Prime, it says in your, on your title slide here, Prime Servers, Inc., that's your company or your employer or both, or what's the deal there? Uh, Prime Servers, Inc. is my company. Okay. Yeah, Prime Servers, Inc. is, is my company. We started back in uh, 2016, as just doing some, you know, small website hosting, you know, the goal, the goal was to, you know, be a hosting provider that, that focused more on the customer than anything else. Um, our end goal is to own a data center. So, <laughs> you know, we have, we have, we have the goal in sight. It's just getting there. <laughs> That's excellent. So, so tell us uh, either one of you, uh, give us the, the sort of general premise about about Craig and uh, and also what the handoff was from Yah Weasel for because we go back fifteen years with this show and that show is up if anybody's interested in in that he was an avatar as well. So Craig, uh, as as you had already mentioned, you know it's a multi-track uh, recording bot for Discord, which um, there's only a very, very small handful of recording bots that exist that I'm aware of. Uh, one of them, we actually uh, m- more or less endorse. It's a single track bot. Uh, but, but multi-track recording is interesting because I think we're the only, only one that has a, an open source code base on top of it all that, uh, that offers this functionality. And it's the ability to, separately export each of the speakers in a channel to a, its own file. And you can mix them, adjust the levels, remove any interference, you know, all the perks of, of that type of professional recording, but on a platform like Discord where you, you can't really do that even if you're recording yourself. The only other way to get that would be if everybody was running something like OBS and recording their sound stream separately, and then everybody sending it to an editor. Um, the handoff was, you know, Yaw Weasel had mentioned back in, I want to say it was around November that he was, he was just done with the project. You know, he didn't really use discord anymore. didn't agree with a lot of the uh, directions discord was going and he made a post about it. I I've been a long time user of Craig 
Um, one of the other projects I'm involved in, we used it more than once a week. And I was always impressed. I was a contributor on Patreon and I was happy to see, you know, the project continue to be active. And when he made that post, I wanted to do whatever I could to help. I had worked with Snaza in another project called Taco back, you know, for the last couple of years. And I was reading through this document that Yahweezel posted about what he wanted to do, uh, what problems he wanted specifically addressed, and and what problems he was having that really pushed him away from doing the project anymore. And I took a look at it. I messaged Snaza and I said, hey, do you want to add another side project to this, uh, to what we do? And he was like, yeah, well, what is it? I sent him the document. I invited him to the server. He kind of took a look around and we're like, uh, yeah, we could probably do this. And that's, that's how the process started. At least, you know, it was us and there were two others that were interested. Um, but the direction that they wanted to take the bot wasn't necessarily aligned with what Yahweh wanted to see the bot become. You know, he didn't want to see the project die, but at the same time, you know, what, what Craig does is a very specific subset skill that, in his words, even we weren't completely qualified to take over. A lot of that being, you know, the audio expertise, you know, the the actual raw data audio tweaking, for lack of a better term, because you're messing with raw um, Og Vorbis like data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Snazza. Do you want to add something there? Uh. No, not much. It's just that we, like he said, the audio expertise is what he's looking for. Yahweezel wanted to um, find someone that was experienced with using Linux, uh, knows how Discord API works, and was good in audio production. So you mm-hmm. can uh, know the format of voice packets and know what goes wrong with it. Um, I... I'm not really good at the latter, but I can learn from looking at standards and the other team also didn't really have that. It's kind of hard to find someone that's like all three and interested in taking on the project. So you would have taken the other key piece of it. There was also being a developer being at least, especially the, the bits of C code that exist in the project. That was a huge thing because all of the all of the parsing of that data isn't done in Node.js, uh, which is what the rest of the bot runs in. It's done mm-hmm. on at a C level. Yep. And were you guys are, are, are either of you proficient in C or uh, is something you had I'm, to learn? It, I am. I I never taught myself as a developer personally. I, I can read the code pretty well. I can make, you know, decent edits. But generally, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I got Snaza involved. Um, he is he is definitely if I would if I would peg any titles, I would consider myself the project lead. He is the 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 head developer of the project. Mm-hmm. Nice. And when was this again? I may have missed it in your uh, when you were telling kind of how you guys came to the project. When did, when did you guys take over? So he announced it in November. We kind of started that process around the end of November, right after Thanksgiving. Um, and throughout December was kind of the, for lack of a better term, a vetting process between us and this other team. Um, he made his decision before Christmas. And oh, the goal okay. was by the end of January to hand it off to us. And we had already started making code base changes to support some of the new um the new directions the discord was going one of them was removing uh message intents so bots were going towards this new kind of proprietary uh command system that discord was forcing still haven't completely enforced by the way they've pushed the deadline out multiple times but uh it called slash commands so we implemented those and problems started cropping up and him still being the project lead and hadn't completely handing everything off to us yet. We were kind of in a weird limbo working with him, and he, he again, didn't want to put much time into it at that point. He was ready to just 
be done with it. So yeah, before January was over, he had already handed the project off to us and we hit the ground running, debugging, helping users, trying to mitigate the issues. Uh, and shortly after, probably by mid-February, SNAZA started working on the complete rewrite, which is uh, version two, which is now live. Wow, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I want to ask you in a little bit what's new in the new version, but I'm still kind of interested in um, you know the transition that you guys had, and uh, it, uh, you know Discord has become so much more popular over the past few years, um, and the functionality seems to uh, increase every day. I mean, do you guys have any idea how big or how many people are using Craig? Um, I've brought up the analytics a bit. Uh, it goes to, I've seen the amount of concurrent recordings go up to 200. I don't have a specific count on how many users, but I know we're in almost 90,000 servers across Discord. Wow. I do know some of those servers can easily peak around, uh, 50 to 100,000 users. Um, one of the, one of the people who, I don't know if they still do, they were having issues. I had reached out, but that the contact process here is a bit hard one of the one of the users is actually a pretty popular streamer too so although not all of his users are using it they he helps he uses this when he does collaborations with his friends um on discord to help mix in for the recorded uh vods Hmm. wow um i i want to know um i mean i'm just curious about the i'm just reading through the document documentation there's the the main page here and one of the things i noticed is that you say there's no limit on the number of speakers or voice channel bitrate and you were just talking about how big some of these servers are and i know that you know when you have these group chats i mean there can be a lot of people right in these group chats i don't know what the upper limit is for discord so how the heck are you not having a limit on the how are you recording this many channels at the same time that just seems it kind of blows my mind so First of all, there's um, for Craig. There's three instances of Craig out right now. One of them is uh, for people that go for the patron. But for each in Discord, for each bot, they can only join one voice channel. And with the amount of users in a voice channel, um, it's not a continuous stream for all of them. It's only the voice data that you know when they're actually talking. So it's not too much data, and there's a hard cap on how much data will be in one recording either way. So that's the real the real limit in that. Mm. Large yeah, pieces that make basically on Discord's end. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense, though, because not everybody's talking at the same time, like you said. So um, that makes total sense. Now, I'm guessing the main, uh, or one of the main... Um, Use, use cases for this would be if someone wanted to do a podcast, for example, if this would make it a, a lot easier to use Discord for podcasts. Are there any other use cases that you guys see for people recording their voice chats? Ironically enough, um, we recently did kind of a poll and and got some feedback from our users on what uh, you know what they use Craig for, and a large portion a large portion were podcasts. Um, we actually, the other significant portion of people who use it are for D and D sessions. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, they, they use, they use it a lot actually. And, uh, trying to think here, we had just general events that people wanted to record, you know, ceremonies, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm actually trying to pull up the. There are also AMAs and recording videos, and I think gaming sessions was under the blanket of D&D sessions. So amongst all that, that was definitely the second highest we've gotten from that survey. But uh, those are generally the main three things we've seen Craig be used for. I'm wondering, um, boy, there's a, um, <laughs> so a bunch of questions that are queuing up, including some on the back channel. Um, but before I get to those, I have to 
bring up the right tab on my, on my laptop and let everybody know that Floss Weekly is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Uh, you want an IT education platform that is going to deliver you into a higher level of IT or get you in the door to a new IT career, get the best possible IT training and certifications with IT Pro TV on your own schedule with their virtual labs and practice tests. You'll always be supported and prepared for your exams. Uh, you can binge episodes in 20 to 30 minute increments. They have over 5,800 hours of IT training that's always up to date with the most current content, which is important in a fast-paced world. One reviewer says it's the best website to study IT and cybersecurity related courses. I like the part where they make a few courses free for a weekend. Speaking of free weekends, IT Pro TV has a CompTIA focused free weekend, July 16th to 17th. Drop in on their live webinar this month, All Things Cybersecurity with Daniel Lowry and Heath Adams. Thursday, July 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And feel free to get their on-demand webinar, Small Business Security with Wes Bryan and Eric Semmel. With a focus on CompTIA this month, check out their courses, CompTIA A-plus Core 1 and Core 2 series, designed for professionals who support today's core technologies, from security to networking to virtualization and more. CompTIA's A-plus certification is an industry standard for launching IT careers in today's digital world. Learn about hardware operating systems, networking, security, and troubleshooting. And don't forget about your IT team. Check out an IT Pro TV business plan for your team today. Visit itpro.tv slash twit for an additional 30% off all consumer subscriptions for the lifetime of your active subscription when you use the code twit30. That's itpro.tv tv slash twit and use code twit30 for an additional 30% off for the lifetime of your active subscription. IT Pro TV, build or expand your IT career and enjoy the journey. Okay, so we, we have a question in our back channel here, which is, um, you know, how is your proficiency, your audio proficiency improved now over the last six months? And I think, I mean, we're all young, even me in our own, in my own way, <laughs> you know. So, you know, being a geek is a learning process in a more or less constant way, but I'm kind of wondering, and I think the channel here is wondering, how your own chops are improving around dealing with audio in the course of working on this. Um, it's been a process just going through, um, actually, Yaweasel have given me a couple of links to help me start off understanding the standard of the web packet and what Discord sends to us and then how it's parsed. And so I've been looking through that and then just going through the data and then just, you know, going over it and studying over it. So over the last six months-ish, that's, that's pretty much where I started from it. But it's The been, beautiful uh, thing is that yeah, beautiful thing is Yahweasel did help kind of set us up for success. Um, a lot of the code to do the audio manipulation, uh, which which really includes, you know, as Snazza mentioned, it's not a continuous session. Or it's not a continuous stream. And that's part of what the code base compensates for, you know, fills in that gap basically in the data. And we he had just rewritten a large piece of that and tested it and we re-implemented a lot of it when we when we did the handoff that was part of the training session with him um so for the most part that code is really solid so unless there was a change in the protocol we're we're kind of set the big piece for this is diagnosing weirdness that discord sends our way that has been the biggest inconsistency piece is Discord deciding, you know, we're going to do something different. Absolutely no documentation, no notice, nothing. That was actually the biggest complaint that Yahweasel had was Discord does things without telling anybody. You just have to, oh, hey, they, they're doing this differently now. Now we have to compensate. So yeah, it's a lot I've of analyzing that. those audio packets. Yeah, for sure. I've noticed that. Um you know, the, the, they, uh, Discord seems to just make these decisions and, and, you know, you don't think about the impact 
that it could have not just on how you use it as a user, but also all of the plugins and different things that people have developed for it. Um, that, that could be a crazy experience. I'm kind of curious, um, you know, how the relationship is with Discord. I mean, do you guys have any conversations with Discord directly? Do you have some sort of back channel to any developers that you can reach out to? I mean, obviously you probably files, bugs, and things like that, but any any other formal conversations? No, um, not really. Ironically enough, like even with our, uh, even with the process of just getting the, the, the applications themselves transferred, took, what's today? It's, it's, it's now month seven out of the year. It just happened less than a month ago. And this, like the ticket and, and the submission was set back in February 1st. So um, we don't have any direct contact. I was pulling out a lot of stops through some friends to try and just get some attention to something like that. And it's pulling teeth. Generally, our users, especially with as many as we have, were able to get these reports of these inconsistencies almost down to the day of if there is a change. So we're able to start getting that data to look at, analyze, figure out what changed and then and then compensate for it as close to on the fly as possible discord has been uh a bit better on talking to their developers they've recently opened up uh not recently this was about more than eight months ago probably almost a year where they've created a discord developer server where all developers of um, API and bots can actually join and get announcements. And sometimes they do um, stages talking about the recent changes they're doing. So in terms of communication, uh, they've been a bit better on communicating their changes more recently than the last few years. So that's like one thing I'll definitely commend them for. And it gives a better channel to access resources and probably contact support sometimes, but it does give us, uh, (laughs) yeah, it does give us more information on what, uh, might come in the future. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta imagine even if, you know, if there's something that's going to break for even a small amount of users, even if you guys have a heads up about that, then you can communicate that out. Right. I mean, it's, at least it's better than just waking up one morning and, Oh, this isn't working anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this much. When they have uh, they have pushed through a few breaking changes that they didn't expect to be as breaking, and we did get the uh, the update notification, and then all of a sudden it's been edited. Okay, yeah, we've rolled this back. So they, they've definitely uh, started listening to their code base or to their user base, especially their developer base, a little bit more, especially with that server. Um, you know, it's a good place to keep an ear to the ground and – Overall, that's that is has the rather that has been our primary source of, hey, this is coming through. We need to make sure we're prepared for this by this date. You know, whether they roll it back or not, at least we have the code in place to compensate. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's another piece of technology here that's related. I guess I'm look I'm looking down at the bottom of the website. It says the technology behind Craig is also available without Discord as, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, Unicaster or Unicaster. Unicaster, I got to separate those. Unicaster. So what's the relationship there? I mean, I know it looks like Unicaster is a, a, you know, you pay a small fee basically and you can do multi-track recording like this. So Unicaster is... Oh, go ahead, Snaz. So, on um, most of the some of the code, mainly the code that um, takes audio tracks and makes sure the the AUG is good and can play on most devices. Um, that code is used to be from Craig by Yaweasel. He's taken that over to Onweekaster when he made that after he made Craig, and we still use that code, but. It's it's the similar process that Onweekaster does, and he's built that uh, built that up very much. So so 
it was always a footnote on the original Craig website that that was available if need be, and we've just kept it there since it's also uh, can be used as a good service for if you don't want to use Discord or don't need to use Discord. As a note, on Wecaster is uh, Yaw Weasel's still current project. He does maintain that one still. Um, so, in, and that's mostly like, like Snaz said, we do keep it there as, um, as just, especially more of a token of respect for everything he's done for the project. Um, especially being that he still maintains it. It's, he has, he, he actively uses on WeCaster. Cool. Cool. Now you guys mentioned before, uh, version, I think 2.0 recently came out. What are yep. the new features that are available now? Um, there's been some changes with the interface and what the user can show. For instance, um, in V1, anyone with the role named Craig can use Craig, but for V2, you can actually assign roles and have as many roles as you want and whatever name you want for those roles to be able to create recordings. There's a new recording panel that shows a quick activity of how long the recording's going, uh, people that join the recording, and any problems amidst uh, the recording process within that. With uh, There's also a stop recording button and an add note button with just, it's just easy access from there. The other big thing was, I mean, all of the web interfaces, the website, everything got a huge facelift and complete redesign uh, for things like on Weasel, which is the that is the kind of web mixer. If uh, for anybody that uses Audacity or or um, what is it, Adobe Premiere, I think is there is their uh, audio mixing software. So that is, that, that's kind of like the web version that we offer. And if you're downloading your recording, you have um, a couple different buttons basically that you could download in different formats. Um, a majority of them offer to download from our server and, and, and they're not mixed, you know, every user's track, whether it's in FLAC, um, I think we offer AUG direct, and there are a few others, and some of them are based on, like, it detects your user agents. So whether you're on Mac, it'll offer you the Mac uh, file formats. If you're on Windows, different formats are shown. So that got a huge facelift, and if, if you click on any of the ones that basically want you to mix it to a single track, we don't process that on our end. It actually kicks it off to a Cloudflare Pages-hosted site, which is the new redesign that uh, Snaz wrote. And that will mix it in your browser. So it's completely client-side. It loads the tracks from the server, but it mixes it on using the browser's resources down to a single track wave, which is the most common that we see, or um, anything but an MP3. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the web app also is a, a big a big feature that i've created is just um so re, uh before in craig v1 there is a small subset of on vcaster an old version of a subset of on vcaster that allows you to join the recording through the browser as a separate track so you have your Discord users talking in a VC or a voice channel, and you want to join with uh, probably better mic quality or a different mic or whatever. You can go to the web app and connect the browser, and your voice data will be put into the a different track in the same recording, and so all will, all that will get exported afterwards. We commonly see that as kind of a backup method. Discord is still very unreliable. And using the web app, you're recording directly to Craig. You're recording directly to our server, not to <laughs> not to Discord, through Discord's voice servers, through all the all the BS that they might do to to change whatever the stream is coming back to Craig. And we do still have issues with that where you know we have different uh, different issues with uh, audio quality because 
somebody who's over in, I don't know, like the UK or Germany is connecting to the voice server that's US West over because the first person to join the voice channel was in California. Discord automatically chooses that server because it's the closest. Now that voice channel is locked to that voice server, which for the guy across the pond is now. Oh. <laughs> Talk about audio issues. Maybe we, uh, <laughs> we should have been using Craig to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, you know, that's you, who are you also here. See, yeah, you, it's you normally not an issue when you're in Discord, but with Craig, they were they came into our server and they're like, yeah, I can clearly hear their issues. We looked at it, we're like, it's because you're connecting across the uh, the world. Uh, you know, audio is forgiving through Discord, but when you're you're editing it, as as I'm sure uh, like Ant could probably very much appreciate, you hear the differences. Yeah. Sometimes Discord's voice servers are not always that good in quality sometimes. And with uh, people having a real ear for that, it's just, eh. Well, then there's the voice channel bit rates. Not everybody changes those either. Exactly. So I have a question about AUG, um, AUG Vorbis. You, you record in AUG and then you... And then you can export in a number of other formats. Is that is that is that how it works? Everything yes. but MP3, because you're avoiding that. Um, the data so, is streamed in in AUG directly from Discord. Okay, what is Discord using? I mean, it may be a dumb question, but I don't know. Are they using AUG, or are they using? You just look for the waveform and record it in AUG, or what? what how does that work? From the client Discord side, uses. you see Opus, but uh, like I, just the the actual audio stream directly is is coming in using the AUG standard rather that that should be what I should say is the AUG standard um, for audio data. Okay, so so I'm curious to know there's a little bit of a pivot to what adjacent um, areas are you guys um, involved or interested or I mean so. I guess I guess the AUG standard is kind of a finished thing and has been for a long time, but I'm not really sure. Um, but I'm wondering, you know, are, are, do you guys want to get involved in that other stuff at all, or is or is Craig by itself like work enough? I haven't looked really into it that much. I've just been uh, learning enough to make sure I know what's wrong when the issues pop up. I haven't really looked into um, doing more than that. I'm, I'm about the same way. For the most part, I'm, uh, I'm still playing catch-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I bet. There was a question from the, uh, the chat room uh, that I wanted to get to, and this is from Phoenix Warp 1. Um, it says, I've been doing some work with WebRTC for my job. Does Discord and Craig only exclusively... Working with WebRTC and what are some of the challenges in WebRTC and how it works across browsers uh, versus the Discord application? Uh, who wants to take that one? I don't know. Is that a SNAZA question? I'll 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 take it. It's um, I guess you're just exclusively working with WebRTC because this is really just the one we're using for Discord to work over. Craig and the web app also uses WebRTC. I've known that um, Yahweezel talked about how WebRTC is bad and that he's using a, a different kind of protocol called um, RTNWE. I didn't, I've never looked into that, but I haven't um, looked into going um, just not just WebRTC and some other types of uh, protocols. And within challenges, it's just uh, we haven't gotten reports of any any problems with web apps lately. Cool. Um, I'm curious too about uh, the back end here. Like what, what does the back end look like? Are you guys, cause you guys have to be putting these recordings somewhere, right? I mean, how, you have to pay for, for storage in the cloud somewhere. I mean, how, how does this, how does this all work together on the back end? So everything is hosted on a, uh, on we have two servers right now that doesn't include our beta 
um, that we we rent uh, one from OVH direct and the other one through so you start and that's actually what hosts uh um are one of the backup bots that and that one's actually over in europe so people can kind of choose which one is geographically closer for them with their debugging and they're just running they're running debian uh with with the uh the tools installed for for the audio processing uh, we use ffmpeg for a piece of it and that's actually how we do a lot of the converting to the different formats. But a lot of this, especially when we picked it up from, from Yaweasel, was as down to the OS to handle it as, as possible. And we still do that for the most part. Uh, the biggest difference has been you know, how we handle file storage, how long it, they, they're retained you know, by default. If you record with Craig, you're only recording for a week, or rather, you can only store it for a week and then it's deleted. So the way we've handled all that is has been kind of it's been adapting to make it a little easier to track down and log and make sure we figure out what's going on, and what's being missed. Uh, that was actually a huge thing that we we implemented with V2 was a lot of stuff on the back end for figuring out what's going on give us better visibility into the processes uh logging reporting to reporting errors that kind of thing so we have a couple of questions backed up here <laughs> looking at our back channels and our front channels we have we chat in a number of places on this side here but first i have to let everybody know that this episode of floss weekly is brought to you by Compiler, an original podcast from Red Hat, discussing tech topics, big, small, and strange. Compiler comes to you from the makers of Command Line Heroes, another of our sponsors, and is hosted by Angela Andrews and Brent Simino. Technology can be big, bold, bizarre, and complicated. Compiler unravels industry topics, trends, and the things you've always wanted to know about tech through interviews with the people who know it best on their show, you will hear a chorus of perspectives from the diverse communities behind the code. Compiler brings together a curious team of red hatters to tackle big questions in tech, like what is technical debt? What are tech hiring managers actually looking for? And do you have to know how to code to get started with open source? Episode two covers what can video games teach us about edge computing? The internet is a patchwork of international agreements and varying infrastructure, but there's something coming to change the ways we connect in this episode of Compiler Hosts, explore what edge computing could mean for people who enjoy video games and what this form of entertainment could teach us about the technology. Episode nine is how are tech hubs changing? Traditionally, if someone wanted a career in tech, they had to make the move to a tech hub, a city packed with startups and talent. But things are starting to change. The hosts of Compiler speak to a few of the change makers who are thinking outside the physical and social dimensions we've come to associate with innovation. And by the way, that one especially is close to home for me because I came to Silicon Valley from where Red Hat is now in North Carolina um, because that was the only hub. There was nothing else <laughs> and there was no Internet and there was just telephony and um you know, physical distance mattered a lot. You needed to be around other people, and that's no longer the case. I mean, even on this show and everything we do at Twit, it's all virtual, and that's the world we all live in now. We're digital as well as physical beings. That's really close to home in that particular episode. So learn more about Compiler at red.ht slash twit. New episodes are out now. Go and download them at any time, and be sure to check back for new shows Listen to Compiler on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll also include a link on this episode's show page. My thanks to Compiler for their support. So, guys, I mean, you're clearly doing an interesting and good job here, um, as was Yah Weasel before you. Um, what happens in, in life is that when you're working with, you know, inside, you know, inside the... Um, the castle of of a large successful enterprise like Dis Discord is they they either come up with something competitive or they snarf you up. They just hire you, or take the code and do whatever they want with it. I don't know what the licensing limitations on that might be, or what other um, 
impediments there might be there, but it that's that's a question that comes up, and I'm wondering how you deal with that. Well, they very much could. Uh, the the code is completely open source, and and how it and everything that Yahweezel wrote and everything that we we write will continue to stay open source. Um, if if Discord decides they want to implement something like this, obviously there's nothing we can do to stop them. But I mean, if they did, at least one of the I guess the only perk to that would definitely be that it's coming all from their their system. Who knows? better how they're sending the data than the people who are sending it. But aside from that, I mean, we've been around, Craig has been around since uh, some of the early days in Discord, I think. I think he's been around since at least 2017. And nobody has really entered the, the arena to compete yet, not even Discord. Uh, the only other people that we've had, like I said, are some single track recording bots, which for users that are looking just for that, we do recommend they go to that bot specifically. Um, they're in our server as a reference, as a reference point. And we even work with their developer when we're trying to debug Discord. <laughs> it's it's an interesting question because um I'm most familiar with what's happened with Linux because I was an editor for Linux Journal for a long time. Um, but they, you know, the the primary uh, kernel developers for Linux got hired up by companies who really didn't interfere with what they were doing. But what you've done is actual an actual bolt on to something that is an existing commercial service. Um, I don't know if they'd be as interested in doing that, but it seems to me it would be a smart thing for them to do. Or maybe they're just happy enough with you guys working for free on the outside. It's sort of, and I'm wondering if I'm trying to think. Maybe Aaron can think of some of what what are analogous projects on other on other platforms. I know, for example, I mean, uh, uh, Zoom allows you to record inside uh, its its system, which is big and closed. Um, you know, and I think, um, but I actually, um, Skype didn't. Skype had, you know, there was Call Recorder and some other things that were on the outside. They weren't open source, or at least Call Recorder wasn't. Um, and I think that's been fully deprecated at this point. I don't really I haven't paid attention to Skype for some time, but I'm, I'm wondering if you guys look at analogous developments in the world and say this: we want to go there. I mean, we we don't we want to follow a path we see there. We don't want to follow that particular path, but at least get get some wisdom or experience out of looking at those. So. I mean, I know where you're coming from, and I have I've definitely seen it before in countless countless projects between a lot of the big tech companies like Google. Um, well, you don't usually see this kind of stuff with Apple because it's usually closed source to begin with, but um, Google, Amazon, other big companies. Uh, could it happen with, with Discord? Yeah. If it does, you know, and then they approached us, you know, Snazza's, I mean, Snazza's young and he is still very much in the start of his career. And if, if he were to be approached for that, I mean, I would, I would be very much for it because then, well, you know, then I have a man on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> inside guy, outside guy. <laughs> and thought of it that way. And I, I don't think of either of you guys as that young because, you know, all of us started there, and some of us have just been young longer than others. That's all. <laughs> well, like I mentioned, you know, this is definitely this is this is a side project for me. Um, you know, when you when I look at what I'm doing day to day and and in general compared to the stuff that Snaz is doing, you know, he's a college kid. You know, he's he's just getting started. I was there. You know, back in 2016, you know, when I was when I was just getting getting started and I had a couple other side projects, but those side projects were compared to schoolwork, most of the stuff that I was doing. So, you know, it's the, the time commitment for me has definitely changed over the years and just in general with where where my priorities stand. Um, but I see myself more as a as a career sysadmin that that's what i'm personally interested in that's what i love doing my day-to-day -day job i love i never dread coming into work um 
I know that's not necessarily something a company like Discord would really be looking for. And I'm okay with that personally. I I like what I do and I'm I have room to grow here where I'm at. Yeah, you guys have kind of this is a question that I had on my list to ask. I was going to save it uh to the end and I guess we're almost there anyway. But um you know you you are both relatively young or early in your careers. And there's no no problem with that. But we talk or at least I talk whenever I'm on this show a lot about how to get started because I get that question from younger people a lot who are just going into, you know, uh, maybe software engineering program at university or something. And they ask about, you know, how can I get started? How, you know, how can I get an internship? How can I get something on my resume? Like, I don't have any experience, but you need experience to get these jobs and so forth. So I, I kind of want to ask both of you that question. Um, you know, what advice would you give? Because I look at both of you and I see, you know, you guys have been very successful so far. Um in your careers, what, what kind of advice would you give um, people maybe your age or younger that yourself, younger than yourself, or even us old folks, uh, you know, who maybe want to change careers and get into this? What advice would you give them on how to start out and what to do? I will I will start this as a recent college grad. Well, recent to 2020, mm-hmm. I graduated. Um, be involved wherever you can. I ironically enough. And I love this. I love telling this piece of of story about my life so far is my hiring uh, where I'm at right now, which I started two days after my commencement. The Monday it was my I walked across the stage Saturday and I started Monday and that's and starting in a position that paid more than most of the people that graduated with me. And a large piece of why I got hired was because of, of my experience. And my experience was just doing things that I enjoyed. If you are, um, if you're a developer and you want to, and you're going to school and you want, you know, you want to be a programmer for whatever you, you don't may not even know what yet. And you like doing that kind of stuff on the side then get some projects spun up, get involved in, in something open source that you see that you want to do and, or make it yourself, find a problem you want to solve and make it yourself, which, you know, that's, that's a large piece of how me and Snaza got together and, and, and met each other was because of something he did that he made himself that I got involved in and just continue to, to do it and and learn and grow and before you know it you know if you're just starting in college four or five years down the line you're going to apply for a job and you have this thing on your resume that you never really probably thought about but in reality your employer is looking at this and going wow this kid right out of college has you know five plus years of of exactly what we're looking for and with me in the systems administration field, that was exactly it. I've run my own gaming community since 2013. I've been messing around with Linux servers since that time and, and Linux in general before that. Uh, I mess around with software because I like doing it. And it turns out every piece of what I was doing on my personal lab that I had translated a bit to my own business was being used here at the company that I work for. And they saw like a match made in heaven. And the degree matters, you know, but that was the the key piece that that identified me from the rest of any other applicant was not only was I familiar with the software and the systems that they use, but I'd been doing it on my own for, you know, seven plus, you know, seven years. Yep. No, that's that's great advice. Uh, Snazza, what about you? You're a seasoned bot developer on Discord now. You said you've been doing it for, what, like four or five years or something? Yeah. Um, I guess the way I kind of started off is I've been really, I just like using GitHub a lot. And so I just look over uh, GitHub repositories. Whenever I like using a project and it's open source, I always just like to peek around and take a look at the source code and see... Uh, what I could pick out and know how it operates. And that's generally how I've kind of started off becoming a programmer and knowing more about uh, APIs and such. And then 
once I've gotten on the Discord, that was like the first thing I jumped on to when some um, Discord bots were a thing. Before it wasn't a thing, like officially, it was just ran over user accounts. But I was still interested in seeing how that uh, system functioned and how to uh, make these features and make them accessible for other users. And so that's just how I mainly started off just going for what I was interested in and looking a lot around uh, GitHub and open source in general. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I think that's great. And it, and it does match up with a lot of what, um, what I hear. And I know doc, you're, you're passionate about this as well, right? Yeah. And actually it was, I was wondering, Snazza, what, um, uh, a cool thing about Ralph is he's, he, he's already in his career. Do, do you have like a career path in mind or just, you want to continue just doing what you're doing? I mean, he was being very specific about loving being a sysadmin, which is an interesting thing to me because some people want to get out of that. He likes being in it. Um, is that something you want to do or is it you just want to be like a great programmer and go open source wherever it takes you? Just kind of curious about that. Um, I'm, I'm not interested in sysadmin myself specifically. I know how to do sysadmin work as much as it um, will I will do to host my projects, of course. But um, for me, I've mainly just been going for being a full-stack developer, just making websites, um, sometimes designing them, and making applications as well. As far as a career path's going, um, I've looked looked into... uh, I'm definitely trying to make it a career, but uh, there's not much specifics yet. I'm just, um, just using what I've been doing and maintaining open source projects like I have been doing to hopefully build up that reputation. That's great. And I, I, I hope to see more uh, battle ribbons on your uh, avatar there. <laughs> hey, man, I'll tell you what, though, he can, I mean, he can, he can design a website, that's for sure. Uh, and <laughs> it literally started off with me saying, hey, we need to redo this. Again, one of those, you want to help? Because uh, when it comes to designing anything, I'm the most unesthetic person that you could ever meet. He's <laughs> like, okay, yeah, sure. And two days later, he comes to me with a, with a Figma uh, layout of, of a relative site template. I'm like, I love this. This is great. And he's actually wow. the one who redesigned all of the, all of the Craig sites. And, and any of the sites that we've worked on for the projects, at this point, Snazza has redesigned them and does a bang-up job. That's fantastic. That's great. And so you could go there, go to go to Craig and see see that at work. You don't have to listen to it. It's right there. Um, we're actually out of time now, um, or close to out of time. So um, <laughs> I'm getting jokes in the back channel. Um, so we actually closed the three. The first thing you just answer really quickly. Is there anything you'd like us to have asked that we haven't asked yet? You can answer it really quickly. Uh, uh, nothing I don't really have much. Anything. I guess uh, the the one of the questions probably asked is like, you know, why aren't you using our our webcams here? I mean, I mainly <laughs> just uh, I I'm not. It's not that I'm trying to hide at all. It's just that I'm not really interested in uh, putting my face in stuff. Sometimes it's been a thing for a couple of years and. It's just eh. As he gets involved uh, in more stuff, that'll change. I'm sure of it. I actually didn't mind yeah, having probably. my webcam on, if I'm being honest. But uh, I figure we'll go in as a pair. I have I have an avatar here. I, I my girlfriend <laughs> actually designed that. But uh, you know, nice. we'll, uh, I figure we'll we'll go in as a pair like this. I have no problem doing that. Okay, I like the I avatars. Heard. Actually, it's a it's a good. I like it's them. A, it's They're not good. As, yeah, it's not as visually uh, uh, stimulating from a production point of view, probably, but it it does break things up nicely, right, for a change. So I don't mind it yeah. at all. Yeah. For those who want to visit the past, the the Yaw Weasel episode is one in which he was animated. So I mean, his he had, he was a live weasel on on that thing. It was kind of it was weird and interesting and not bad. But this is this is consistent with it, but individual enough. <laughs> That's really great. Um, 
Uh, if we ever do meet you, we probably won't recognize you, though, unless you're, you know, wearing your avatars. But that's cool. Um, uh, two final questions uh, for both of you. Um, what are your favorite text editor and scripting language? I don't really have a okay, so- favorite programming language. <laughs> it, I, I mainly just use JavaScript. I used to do Ruby and I used to do Lua. But I'm mainly on JavaScript because, you know, everyone else is on JavaScript and everyone can use it. And that's mostly what's going on around open source projects. Uh, Keep in mind that I've been pretty active on GitHub and um, putting out pull requests and stuff like that. So mostly I use JavaScript, uh, sometimes Python. And uh, if there's any other languages, I, I can probably learn pretty fast. As so far as text, I always... binary, it's VS Code. Yes, I always get crap for for the text editor that I always throw out there, and and I use Notepad plus plus. Some people tell me, "Hey, go use Sublime." I I don't mind, but that that's always what I've used, and it does enough for what I'm what I'm using. Now, if I'm on the command line, I always get stuff about this Nano. Yeah, I use Nano <laughs> all the time. So, I mean, that's been my go-to. I switched from Vi to Nano just because I use Debian systems. So, there's nothing nothing to be ashamed. Of using it's like you know it's just a quick little thing you can pull it up and do your thing and no problems there from from my perspective yeah you you don't need any Emacs to edit a configuration file in in any of the tech circles (laughs) that I'm in I swear every time that question's asked and and I always get some sort of debate flying because of that Um, and I can't say that I don't know like them you know I do. I, I, did, I do know it. We, when I was in university, a software tools and, and uh, practices class that I took, one of the things, one of the first things we did was go through the, the actual built-in Linux, like Vim tutorial. And I can't say now that I don't know how to use it. I just prefer Nano. You know, like for the same thing, yeah, it's quick and easy. It does what I need to do, and that's it. As far as programming languages, um, I mean, with most of what we're doing is in JavaScript, so I'm I'm the most familiar with JavaScript. But uh, generally, I prefer Java for anything else if I can if I can help it. Well, that's great, guys. And, and I don't, it went up on screen there briefly uh, uh, and put it up there. But the chat room totally supports you. There it is again. You know, <laughs> I like that you're you're in the Twitness protection program, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, they like Notepad Plus. <laughs> they like Nano. So there you I've go. I've used Notepad you know. Plus Plus before and Nano. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Cool Guy got me into Nano getting off of Vim because Vim is like the only one I knew after that. And then the first time I pulled it up, he's just like, oh, no, use Nano. Look. And it's like so much simpler. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And I started using <laughs> it. And I also use Sublime Text for uh, editing some small stuff sometimes. Well, this has been great, great guys. We're actually running overtime at this point. So um, thanks for coming on. Given the speed at which this stuff is going since we had Yahweh's along just last November, uh, we might want to have you guys back uh, soon enough. Be w- watching closely mm-hmm. how that goes. There, <laughs> I put up a little Yahweh's all there. That's, that's what he looked like you can, without the subtitles. <laughs> all right. So thanks, guys. See you soon, I hope. Yeah, it was nice being here. Thanks for uh, having us. You bet. So, Aaron, that was a quick hour. Yeah, it did go by Actually, more than an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm always, you know, this is, I'm glad we're back to, we've been, you know, at least the shows I've been on recently, we've been kind of dancing around some different issues. But uh, it's always nice to get back to a project that you want to go implement right away. Um, I... I almost pulled up Discord and started a, a, a room and started using it, but I didn't want to get too distracted because the conversation was pretty good. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, this is something that I can definitely see myself using for, because I've been thinking about actually starting a discord server for my YouTube channel so that I can interact more easily with uh, my viewers and things and have maybe some special sessions to talk about, you know, Hey, it's Apple night, right? Let's talk about everything Apple mm-hmm. II or Macintosh or something. Um, and it would be fun to be able to record those, right, and and turn those into videos, too, that people might want to watch. But the problem you always have is, A, like people could hijack your, your session, maybe, depending on if you threw it open to the public, someone could come in and start, you know, 
messing it up. And But if you were using this tool, then you can always go out, go back and just mute that channel, right? And all of their audio is gone. Or if you, people are talking over each other all the time, right? So you need something to be able to easily go back and uh, um, uh, separate those those tracks. And, yeah, that's and, what so the multi-channel really, really easy helps. for that. Yeah. 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 So I am going to, I'm going to write this down on my, um, in my bookmarks <laughs> as something to come back to if I ever get to the point where my channel is big enough that I want to do a discord discord server. Cause this would be really helpful. Yeah. It's interesting to me too. I've actually stayed away from most discord things, but it's, it's encroaching on me and I, and I'm an audio guy. I came out of radio, you know, so, um, and I like the multi-channel idea. I kind of wish it was there for, um, for Zoom, because we're so many times on Zoom. By the way, yesterday I talked. I talked to somebody. I was on a. It was a medical call, and they said we're going to Zoom tomorrow on web chat. <laughs> so I just thought I'd volunteer that as just one of those weird ironies of life. Anyway, this has been great. Um, there's been another. Oh, you want to plug? Get your plug in there, uh, Aaron. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I, yeah, I, I mentioned my YouTube channel, so yeah, that's easy yeah. plug, right? Uh, go check that out. I've got some really cool stuff coming up um, on the channel. I think the last thing I did was I found an Apple II, which blew up on the channel. I had a Reefa cap explosion, uh, so that was my last Ooh, video. That was, a, that was a really fun one. And it, well, if you've ever had, if you've ever smelled uh, Reefa cap smoke um, when those capacitors blow, they smell really bad. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> you saw it there for a second, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's terrible! So yeah, that's wow! It. Oh there my god! Is. Yeah, wow. well, that was live while I was while I was working <laughs> on something. Um, so that's it's a lot of fun. So go check that out. It's Retro Hack Shack on YouTube. And real quick, I do also just have to thank my employer, Sysdig, who you know lets me do this. This is I'm in the middle of my workday right now. There's people slacking me like, hey, can you come take care of this stuff? But they actually allow me to come on and talk about open source because we're a company that produces open source software. We believe in open source. Um, so, you know, I need to give a shout out to them from time to time for letting me do that. Cause not all companies are, are that nice. So I appreciate their, their willingness to support open source and floss weekly as well. So I also want to, um, I want to thank you by the way, for, for coming in. I did not do a very good job of lining up a co-host and you came in, everybody else, <laughs> I wouldn't say they flake, they actually have lives. Yeah. <laughs> so it really, it really, you stepped up and I really appreciate that. I also want to say that Happy next week it. we have, yeah, we have uh, uh, Stefano Satola. He was on before uh, talking about risk five, but he's going to talk about other stuff too. So uh, it's another one. When I say we'd like to have people back on the show, we're for real about that. We do want people back and we need guests too. So I'm going to put it a plug for that. We're looking for guests, open source, free, Libra, whatever it is. We need you. So we can never have enough. We've been doing this for 15 years and we'll never run out of, of shows. So thanks a lot. I'm Doc Searles. We will see you next week on Floss Weekly. Listeners of this program get an ad-free version if they're members of Club Twit. $7 a month gives you ad-free versions of all of our shows, plus membership in the Club Twit Discord, a great clubhouse for Twit listeners. And finally, the Twit Plus feed with shows like Stacy's Book Club, The Untitled Linux Show, The Giz Fizz, and more. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. And thanks for your support. <laughs>